Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices. Down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, today we're going to be talking with Brandon Bird of Bird Sports Performance. What's it feel like when uh, somebody actually makes it? Like they, you know, whatever, uh, it's wherever the best, they go. It's the best feeling. Like it's just so hard to get these scholarships or get these awards to get, or you go to pros. It's just that's not why I do this. I don't really, I don't really money. Money is good, but I don't really. I that that that's my that defeats me right there. That's it. Just help. That's what, it's just seeing the look. There's expressions. How good they feel, like, like Nick started crying when he got he has he had a trial. He was crying, like signed his NFL contract. That's why I do this, man. I had this one girl from Hazleton. She was, uh, she drove like an hour and a half to train me. She got home at, at ten o'clock at night. She never ever won a district medal. Never won a state medal. She won di- di- district for the world. I remember Dad was taking pictures at the end. He she won that race, came from behind, jumped in his arms, started crying. Like that's why I do this, man. Like for moments like that. Like that's priceless. And she got a state medal. She never ever that never would have happened. We were met we never met. She still always be coaching this day. She went to Army Army Academy. She always she had she was at college, they would ask me what to do. You know, and this that's why I do this, is to get the get the uh, the emotions to come out, you know. Mm-hmm. Make them once they achieve their dreams, it's the best thing feel in the world. That's the best thing because you're dealing with people, man. This is like relationships and stuff. Like I, I, I call my gyms. It's like a family. Everybody, I'm close with them. I, every time they come in, I hug them. I, I give them a bro hug. You know, they leave. They go to college. I hug them. I'm almost crying. Like that's how the girls be crying. They don't want to. They. I want people to come in and they look forward to training the off season. They like everybody looks forward to the season. That's their sport. But it, I want them to look forward to the off season, and that's what happens. They they, they get emotional when they leave. Mm-hmm. It's a sure. different place. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, <laughs> yeah. I've been there. Yeah, it's competitive, but yeah. it's different. It just you almost have to come and see it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you know, you definitely should. I've been there. My daughter went there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, she loved it. She had some injuries. I don't know if we talked to her about that, but yeah, um, it's, you have to go to see it and experience it. So. One one parent goes. He said, "I've never seen any place like this ever in the world. Like this is unique and it's competitive, but it's the family atmosphere, though. That's why I wonder. That's why it's different." You, what sports did you play when you were when you were growing up? I did um, football and track as yeah. a main. Sport. I wanted to play basketball, but our basketball coach wanted only basketball players. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I love basketball, but at football and track, I did. I'm obsessed with speed, and my brother played was a good football player, so I was, I was looked up to him. 
and he was into fitness and stuff. He kind of he was like my motivation to, to to start working out and stuff. Did you know you were better than everybody uh, else? No, nah, I was. I tell you, I was a light. I was a late bloomer, and uh, that's why I had to walk on because the, the system is it's built around it's built around early bloomers. If you're late bloomer, it's tough because these these scholarships go fast. So like I was like, man, like again, you have potential, but you have to work to get to that your potential. And it's you know the potential doesn't change, but you gotta work. Sometimes you gotta work to get to it. And uh, shoot, I, junior year I had to work. I worked, and I finally was come to my potential. You know, I was I was I'd say I wasn't really my best until my college years. Yeah, you know, my fastest, strongest, and all that stuff. But how did you decide just to to walk onto the football team, the college? Football it was team? just like. You know, my brother had a chance to play Division One at Ohio State, and he never did it. He just he, he's like he's a headstrong guy, and he wanted to. Uh, he didn't want he he does entertainer. You want you got to do you have you have a strict schedule. He's like I'm not doing that. <laughs> so my brother, that's my brother. He's headstrong. He wants to do his own thing, so he never did it. My uncle, you know, uh, was a great state champion in, in Michigan. Most of our family's from. Played Andre Ryzen. You know, everybody heard about that name. Mm-hmm. And uh, he went to uh, Peyton or Western or something. Wouldn't start. He quit. <laughs> so, no, my never my family ever did it. That's a great. I have great allies. My family. His 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 sister was was pregnant when the state championship in <laughs> track and field throwing javelin. So it was like my cousin played uh, D one. He's a doc, he's a doctor uh, Detroit Lions now. And but I, so I let me I need to do this man. I like this is, this is gonna be cool. I like yeah, I like it. I think it's pretty fun. So I said, I had some speed, you know, I, I worked out, I got faster in your side, so I probably do this. And I, I just worked, I walked on and it was, that was it, man. It was, it was all, it was a great experience, you know. What was that first training camp like? Oh, hard as hell. I, I had like the, uh, I, I think we had the hardest training camp in the country. <laughs> we had three days. They don't do that. No, they outlawed it now. Well, we had three days, man. Well, the first thing we had winter conditioning. And that was like so. You get up at six a.m. and you're running for the, you're running and running for a whole whole hour, running, doing drills, whatnot, sprints. I threw six times the first day. This is everybody. <laughs> the These are the linebackers. Everybody. The, everybody. If you're not there at five five, did he chain? He deadlocks the door, chain chains the door up. You can't get in. I missed one day. I had to repeat. Oh jeez. But I threw up six times the first day, and I, I was like, man, this is crazy. <laughs> but you had to do that to make the team, and then the first camp, we got. I'm like, we got three days, so we got to be eight, six thirty, and we're there until ten, and we run after that. It was like a lot of people. Some people just disappeared. <laughs> we're in our dorms, and next there's like it's in the woods. We had, it was in Johnstown. There's a movie called The Blair Witch. Yeah, <laughs> people would disappear. They put they put rocks in the little um in little pathways of the woods, like the Blair Witch got them. They leave their TV and fans. <laughs> they they leave their scholarships. It was crazy. One of the hardest things they ever done. I had a we had a uh, JUCO guy, Latif Graham. He was all American receiver. He said, "Man, this first camp, he's like, I, I didn't sign up for this. They didn't tell me about this. I'm, I'm leaving." He's calling his mom. Everything <laughs> like it was. It tested your manhood, man. It was hard. No matter Sore how long you've been there, no matter who you were, nothing could almost prepare you for that because you we ran we practiced every day and we conditioned every day. Like I was so I never so sore in my life I could barely move. It was just we had, I think it was too much. We had, by the time it ended, I mean you didn't know the days were. It just ran. It was every day. It ran. You didn't know what day it was. It was like for thirty twenty five days straight. Wow. 
and it was like the military man and then once it got done i remember we, we had to run we had we, we had a scrimmage we had to run 20 20 110 sprints after the scrimmage we got to 10 he's like buddy morris is my man that's that's for him my training more that's why i got into this buddy morris our, was our trainer he's like one of the world's one of the world's best too he goes that ain't good enough we're, we're starting over we had to do 30 oh. <laughs> And then once we get to 20, the crowd started cheering because it was like, how are they running this much after the scrimmage? <laughs> it was like a, like a show-off deal. But um, it was insane. We had like 20 injuries before the season because it was just too much. We had to like, people had to, they had to just rest, just set out and rest for the first first game. It was hard, man. But now they outlawed it. You can't do that anymore. Because <laughs> guys, are, people are dying and stuff at different colleges. Linemen are killing over. So now, now they, only, they can only practice once a day. As <laughs> I wish I grew, so I wish I grew up now. It's just it's softer now. <laughs> what was it like when you got onto the field the first time with uh, you know? When I got out very there, good college players, I was like, man. At first, I was like, these guys are freaking big. <laughs> but um, I was, you know, I wasn't too overwhelmed. You know, I that's what that's why I wanted to do it. When I visited Pitt, I walked out there and seen the practice. Like, man, these guys aren't really that big up close. And then uh, I could definitely do this, <laughs> especially the receiver. I was like one of the bigger receivers, so it's like I could. De- I'm fast as that. I'm the same size. I wasn't too much overwhelmed. Even the linebackers, they weren't. The only people bigger than linemen, but even they're deaf close. They aren't too big. You know, they're just tall, really, pretty much. The guys are six, six five, three hundred. But they're not like fat, you know. So I was like, I can definitely. And then even now, my buddy play, buddies play the NFL. To get up close. Those guys aren't that big either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my guy, my guy Craig. He's just they're compact, and my, most are which are lower bodies. You just you might even know they're in the NFL. They're actually smaller than you think. Just everything they're real compact. Even Saquon, you get close to him. If he's got some you know baggy, you don't look at his legs. He has he's got some jeans on, sweats on. You wouldn't. He's just not. I mean, he's not. He's not gonna be like wow. It's right away. It's an NFL player. So I was like, it just, it just changed my perception. Just getting up close. I was like, I, can, I wasn't. I was never overwhelmed. You know. No. It was I it was always I think speed is the thing that overwhelms people. The speed of the game. But like if you're pretty quick, I ran like a four four well, I had to four five, four four. You know, most of the guys are slower than me. <laughs> so just that that's the hardest thing to get used to. Is just everything's happening so much faster. You know. And the NFL I mean we more faster than that. So that that's the one thing people to get used to. But like Antonio Bryant, my he's my all American teammate, plays in pros ten years. He played in Florida. It's like this is just this is slower than Florida. They asked him, "How do you get used? To, what do you, how are you getting used to the, to, how, to, to the game, the speed of the game?" He's like, "This is slow to me." <laughs> That's what he said. And he was right, you know. So it's all about speed. That's the hardest thing to get used to. That's what that's what separates to me the levels: Division One, Two, and Three. Speed. The guys are the same size. There's late bloomers, D two, D three, but the speed they get D three guys they don't have. <laughs> that's the main. Some guys do it, but that's the main differential. Between the whole thing, the speed, so the guys, even like, baseball, well, yeah, no, definitely. Because in general, they're doing the sixty. Yeah, you don't run a certain sixty, you can't get D one, you can't get D two. So that's like a major part of baseball now. It's the speed of the game, mm-hmm. arm speed and running speed. So now, like in my gym, I got the radar gun. If I get them fast speed, I'm yeah. getting down to the sentence I get them to a certain level, they can get a scholarship. Really? You know, it's running speed, bat speed, swing speed. That's what they're looking for. Raw ability. You know, I don't think you really have to, you know, just get to. That's easier to get 
you go to a certain camp showcase, you swing fast, you throw fast, they'll take you. You don't have to send up there's no game tape, which I think is crazy. <laughs> so there's no body of work. You just have a good weekend and you get scholarship. Right. Exactly. You just look good. I got one kid right now. He's probably going to be D1 now. He's, it, it never would have been D1. But now he's just improved so much in the wintertime. He's probably D1 now. He, his bat speed went up 50 miles an hour. His throwing went up like 10 miles an hour. And then uh, his speed would drop down five tenths. So now he might, he might be D1 now. Like before I got there, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but his, they improved little by little over time. Like each time, like each workout, they improved a little bit. But lo and behold, they got it then. I had a football player last last spring. Football is the worst word because their 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 high their high school coach got them. They got them. They got a knife to their neck saying, "You don't work out of the school. You ain't playing." Which is sad because the programs are so terrible. You never can. It's not. It, there's no rhyme or reason to do it. Right. You can't improve. Right. You really just they just get they bulk the kids up. And what the kids do the kids that do improve are freaks. That you, any, anybody anything they do they improve. So. The kid came to me. He was a five one. He got into four six, and that their scholarship started to come. A scout came to the gym and offered a scholarship for Air Force. Which is, I've never seen that before. <laughs> he measured them and seen them train. He's like, "All right, we'll go, we're offering you right now." Awesome. <laughs> which is that's like that's the stuff that people don't see. Like a scout came to my gym from Air Force Academy, offered a scholarship. And for people who don't know, if you go to your gym, you have all the flags up on the wall. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I'm sure for for you, you to, got the, yeah, to I got, kind of reflect on because that that gives you. So what I thought the girl uh, Lizzie Bauer started at. Cause I had him. I just had my flag. Well, how I started with the with Louis Simmons gym, Westside Barbell. He had a he had a Ohio Ohio State flag and Ohio gym flag in his gym. So that's pretty cool. So I'm gonna have I might have a, might get a Pennsylvania flag and my my pit pit flag with you. And then I had that, and the one girl says, "Why don't you everybody flag?" I go, that's a good idea. And it'll sign out, have their autograph. Yeah. So she started, she went to Ryder, run track. She's one of the best girl athletes I've ever had. I trained for six years. And she, when I actually, I got fired from my old gym because I was, I was just, I couldn't do things I wanted to do. She was, I went to, she, she was with me the whole way. I went to Gold's gym and I was training her and her dad, if you remember daily membership, trained her. And she just, she just stuck me to the tough times. And she had some tough times too. She got, she got hurt in college and, I, and she was, Hit the rock bottom. I brought her back, but she's the one that told me the flag idea. So now everybody comes in there and they get a, they sign, get a scout, they sign a flag. And now the little, us for little kids look up to. Like, everybody comes in there and goes, man, I want it. I want to get my flag up there. Like, <laughs> I want to sign one of those flags or get one up there. So that's like a motivational type deal. And it's like, and people see it. Like I've known, like people across the country, they see it. It's like that. That's that's Burr's gym. Do, do you take the time? Like at the end of the night, you know, everybody's gone. You know, I, I kind of just look up I do. there and be like, "I do, I do," because <laughs> like every flag is a story to me. Like, it, I just know their path and the hard work it took to get up there. And I just, I look around like, man, this is amazing. Like, I've had this many flags in here. I've trained so many good people to go go across the country and play sports, and they have these stories that they've been through. It's just like it just amazes me. You know, it's just I think it's like. There's like 70 flags in there. Right, yeah. It's like the Union Nations, man. <laughs> but it's just like, it's amazing. I could, I could, I, one new guy came in from Scranton. He looked around. It was like, he was in awe. I was like, wow, this is amazing. What, what, a te- school teacher came in. He says, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm putting these flags in my classroom oh, cool. when the kids go to college. Yeah. Like, that's how cool it is, I think. And uh, 
it's just it just makes a gem. One kid from Wilson, he goes, man, this is it. Just makes your gem. Like everybody knows it's your gem because there's flags up there. <laughs> so I just it's it's just, it was a great idea. The best thing I ever did. Benny actually does it. The guy that did the podcast in Georgia, he has it. But it's like his flags are not. I have all three by five, so it's it's more visible. Yeah. <laughs> so I must be running out. I must be running out of room soon. I think that number five or more I might run out. <laughs> I might just start just putting once I get a, once I graduate I might just pull some down, you know. But it, that's it makes a gym. Uh, the little kids are like man I want to get up there one day. <laughs> uh, you said we don't have to mention the other gym's name, but you, the other you, you left that gym or you were you were asked to leave the other gym. Yeah, that, that had to be the best. thing. What happened was it was the best thing to happen. But like what, when I first started that other gym, I won't mention names, but. It was like a cool thing, like you helped me out, you know, because the guy never really worked out. And uh, what he did is he went to California to study a trainer, but he never actually worked out at a gym. So I kind of took, he's like, he never used actually use weights. He used this guy, he's Mark Vernovich, you watched, um, there's a 30 for 30 on it called um, the Vernovich Project. Well, this guy, Vernovich, is a famous trainer, and he, um, he trained BJ Penn and uh, Troy Palomalo. He never, he was, he was like the first strength coach. But he like studied um, all the cop f- proteins. He said people with the strongest never, never weren't the best athletes, which is partially true. And uh, so he made his own machines that were not weights. They're like isokinetic, it's called from mm-hmm. like Russia. So the guy took those machines, and it was like unique. No one, no one had them in the United States, but, but him and him, there that was it. So I said, do weights do work? I know because I trained Buddy Morris and Louis Simmons. These guys are the geniuses. So I kind of. Added that we integrated that, and uh, but I was but you know I was I kind of dumbed those programs down to these kids, but I but I've started advancing more. Man, he just couldn't under, couldn't understand the techniques and the methods, and I was just I was busy doing basically doing my own thing, and then they got jealous I think, because I he's like man this, he just can't understand he wants to do his own thing is it you know. Is they put me out, <laughs> so but it was good though because it just was holding me back, yeah, from growing and, and you know perfecting my craft. And one day I was reading books. He goes, "What are you reading for? You know, you don't need to get any better. We're, we're, we're good. The pros good enough." I said, "Man, the, the the pros need to be better because if you make the athletes better, more people will come." You gotta. Yeah, that's my philosophy. He's like, "We don't need that. We're just working on marketing." I'm like, "No, we need to have better. we need to make these kids a little, a little better." And they were they were getting good results, but. Yeah, I said I'm always like in my mind. I'm always I'm like, not even insecure, but I'm like thinking there's always got to be a better way. There's always got to be that I can do better. I can. Do, so I'm like I'm always trying to like Buddy Moore. Actually, I went to visit Buddy and Louis. Louis Simmons, they said you gotta read. You gotta read books. And I I was embarrassed. I didn't really know. I I knew what to do. I didn't know why I did it. And they said you gotta read these books, man. You gotta read more books. And I was I was I was embarrassed. That I got that virus started me. So after that, that was about five, six years ago. I had a good program, but I, I, once I started actually reading and understanding, I, I, I reverse engineering it, then I get really started doing some things. How soon did you start your own thing after after you? Uh, it was, it was crazy. It was um, it was like four, three, four months. I couldn't believe I got it that fast. And they couldn't believe it either. It was just lucky I had one of my kids was a realtor. My, my mom's a realtor, and the, the the guy, her friend had a he he was a steel worker actually. But he had it. He used to own a gym on the side. He wanted to do another gym, with another trainer. But he wanted the other trainer to own it. He actually owned the gym the first time. So he said, "I got a spot. You can open up, and I want you to train my son. You can start a gym out here, blah blah blah, out in Northfield." 
And that's how it happened. It was you know, I, I can get you cheap rent. The rent was like six hundred dollars. Like I got lucky there. It was like two thousand square feet. And uh, so I can't. This is like that can't pass this up. But I was like the end. Of, I was like working on my other buddy's gym. I was in, I was in Gold's gym at first. <laughs> Lindsay was paying me and for his daughter to train her daughter because she was she was in a state championship run for track. So I had her, and then I took him over to my buddy's gym. My, I, I love him to this day. Um, Dave, Dave Barth, Explosive Mechanics. I mean, Dave Barth at, um, um, what's it called? His gym is called, like, it's in Allentown. Goodness gracious, what's his gym called? Oh, uh, it'll come in. But anyway, Dave Barth. But he let me work at his gym. I said, I need some place to train all up, man. And uh, it was the best thing ever. Because he had, he has, me and him, you know, no Louis Simmons. That's like her, he had the same, some of the same equipment I used. And he loved it because he's just he does bodybuilding and uh, powerlifting, and uh, he's seen some athletes in there. He's like, man, it's just causing a scene. Like I've never seen kids stop my people stop my gym. Like my my athletes were stopping it because they were jumping like on crazy boxes. And he's like, man, I, at the end he's like, I, I, you want to stay here? Like this is I need like I've never seen my gym like react like this. <laughs> well, I said I signed the lease, but I can't. Like, I love working with him, man. Um, and then that was it. It took three months. I saved up my money. Actually, I saved my money making breaking T-shirts. I sold the T-shirts from the whole gym. Like he, he gets to gave the old owner gave me you know, full just um, ownership of selling T-shirts. So I just I saved like two grand, twenty five hundred selling T-shirts. Got a little loan. Dad pitched in a little bit, two grand, and then that's how I got it. I got going at three three months. It was amazing. But I just, it was small. I just pieced. I was pretty much empty in there. <laughs> I just piece things together. I get like it's crazy. I get thing. I get something new like usually every three months. I just save up though. I'm pretty, I live really thrifty. I I, I see. I took. I live for these kids. I want them to have the best gym and the best training possible. So I just I live very frugal, and I call it their gym because you know, the money they give me, I just put back into it because mm-hmm. I want them to have the best environment, the best gym, the best equipment ever. And the whole these goes, so I that's their gym. So I all my money goes back right back into it, and that's like and that it's been that way. I just eat and sleep and pay rent and live modest. That's it. I don't go out. Don't don't drink. None of that stuff. It just goes back in the gym, and that's it's just evolved. Like every time I get a new piece of equipment, my, my program evolves. I just got I just I last week got a new I got a new med ball. It's a five dollar med ball though, <laughs> but what it does it tells you how fast you throw it. And how far you throw it. So, like, because that's my, I, I have, I want everybody to compete and everything. They want to see numbers. And the one kid, the NFL guy goes, I wish I knew how far I was throwing this thing. And I said, that'd be cool. I, I looked at researched, like, now I got the red ball. That's cool. This is my lot of money, but like, there's things like that that no one else has. Yeah. I'm sure there's no one, I've never seen one in Pennsylvania, for sure. So, like, it's a, that's going to add to the program. And I, I, but I have to keep records, so now it's going to make more, my work a little harder. How long has it been now? Your it's been 2016 July. That's how it's been about three years now. Awesome. <laughs> you know, so it's just, it's a blessing. I, 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 was, I was scared at first. I was actually working uh, two jobs basically doing. I was working just to get make sure I wouldn't go out of business. You know, I was working like 80 hours a week to start off, you know. And then um, once it started, about after a year, it just, it was, I didn't have to do that no more. I could just full time to do it yeah it was, it was hard to see after I, I've doing it, I've been doing it for 12 years before that and once I left it's like I was I just started up I was like nobody knew me because I was under their name and nobody knew who I was so it was like starting from scratch 
Even though I had to rep- I had a couple athletes. What happened? What helped me out? I had a couple people that came over, and I had some reputation. But uh, if you're serving cold, it is even uh, it's damn near impossible. <laughs> but I had to reprove myself too. So I, what I did, I, I reinvented everything. I scrapped my old programs. They still work. I said, let me make, let me just do research and make some new ones, and they've been fantastic. I broke, I, I keep records. I have gym records. I've beaten all of them except for one. And there's like about thirty records. Because <laughs> so I just, I just started a fresh start, you know. And that's why, that's why these people are. That's why Jerry came up to see me because they're seeing these results. He, we did podcasts on it. Well, I had two, I had two kids jump on a 70, 70 inch box. I have four now, which is he said he's never seen that before. <laughs> Four people in one gym, and then there's a guy that does like Louis Simmons has. It's called Westside Barbell. Does a documentary called Westside Film, and the, the the director came in. He said, "I've never seen what you've been doing." He said, "You are you're on this little place in Orfield, and the athletes you're putting out is it's it's amazing." He said that. He said that to me. So like, is this? It's getting attention around the whole world. You know, it's cool. But I, I just I changed. I'm, I'm evolving. You got to evolve. You don't evolve. You. And don't learn, your athletes will suffer. The 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 people, the athletes like Antonio Bryant yeah. or, or anybody else who went into the NFL or even kids in high school who just yeah. are above everybody else. What what sets them apart? Whew. Like you just see. It's gotta be, you know, it really is the it's it's their inner drive, you know. Some a lot of people are perfectionists. That's what that's what it takes. Their inner drive, <clears throat> their competitiveness and their their, their perfectionists. Like uh, Craig, what's the rates him? I got another kid, uh, Sean and Roth. They are they they're they're, moti- <laughs> they're so motivated and <clears throat> they're perfectionists. They want to work the hardest. Is this they're competitive? That's what I wish you could give to people. <laughs> I wish you could take that and give to people. I got a girl from Wilson. She is she made herself in the Division One uh, softball player. She is competitive, man. Is Matt Leon? He's on the Angels now. <laughs> that guy. I get to the gym, and uh, I open up at 11. He beat her at 10 o'clock sleeping in his car. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, how long have you been out here, man? <laughs> but he, he's that motivated. He's that, and he's such a perfectionist and competitive. And he was, um, he worked over five hours. I'm like, and he's in, this is in college. He's, I, said, you're, I said, Matt, you're already a pro. You're like, you, you prepare, and you have the mentality of a pro already. I'm thinking you're probably going to make pros. He made a pros. And he did well too. He did well. He had like he had like a zero ERA his first eighteen games, but the guy was already. I could see it. He was preparing like a pro from his his just his motivation, his his uh, his perfectionist. Everything was perfect. He just had a regimen that was perfect, and a lot of kids don't get it. That's what it takes, and uh, it's competitive too. Like it's just that's what I was. Like. I could just hand out to people because <laughs> that's what it takes. That's the hardest part. Because he wasn't the most talented kid. And he just motivated. And the just funny story, he goes, after his, <clears throat> he was all Big East pitcher uh, of a year. He walked on, too. <laughs> he walked on. He walked on. Because he, he, he didn't do the little the tournament ball thing. You got to travel around, pay all this money. He's like, forget that. <laughs> I actually made a highlight tape for him. And nobody, nobody thinks about this, but... I made it. I sent it to Seton Hall, St. Joe's. They Seton Hall came out to see him. They loved him, and then after the day, they, they didn't give him salary. But he he walked out. He didn't walk on. He almost got cut. He was down to the last guy. 
He was because they 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 had a re- reverse engineer his throwing arm. Motion. He went from nine eighty nine to seventy eight. They're like <laughs> they're they're telling me, man, I don't know if your guy's gonna make it. But he re- he's a rebounding back because he fixed his technique, worked back. He made the team. First game he played versus UNC, struck up had four shutout innings. Now wow. they started playing. He was playing as a freshman, and he ended up, he then he then he being the biggest player of the year. He didn't even get drafted. He called. There was Phil scouting him. He called, I think, 20, 15 scouts. He said, thank you for recruiting me. What I need to do to be, be, be in the pros. And the last guy goes, he returned. He called him right back. He said, you got his great slider. Guess what? You're in the pros. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> and they need this, the guy grinds. That's why I just, he'll make it to the top. He's just, I just wish people could see him working, mm-hmm. working out. You know, he's just, just guys like that, man. These pro athletes, they just got that inner drive. It's the same in business. So, it is, yeah. You know, the people who just show up, you know, eight to four, or yeah. seven three thirty, and go home at night. Yeah. And when come on the weekends, they live in for the weekends. My hairstylist went out to do business. whatever. My hairstylist, my hairstylist went to visit, out of business. I go by, I get up, she's never there. I come home, she's never there. <laughs> I'm on Saturday, I'm like, what? How is she? She's not. She's not grinding. She's not air. There's nobody. There's nobody coming through. I'm like. Something's up. There's, there's no, just the motivation's not there. The love isn't there. And I'd say it's gonna. It's. it's I thought she was selling drugs. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. How can you be? How can you be in business for this long? We're here on a Sunday. It's <laughs> yeah. Sunday. Yeah. We're talking about and, and, working out and, and I'm and like, business. shoot, is she? It's, it's, it's gonna be my favorite restaurant. One of business. There's nobody in there. I'm like, he must be selling drugs. And if lo and behold, they're out of business. You know, because they're not putting the time. You know, some people just don't love it. You gotta love it. Yeah, I love it. I, 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 I'm working all the time, but I love it though. I never, I'm like never working a day in my life. <laughs> what, what type of athletes are coming out of Lehigh Valley through you? Oh, there's some good ones, man. There's some good ones. Uh, golly, I mean, right now I got well, Brandon Miller. He's from right Wilson. Some of my best kids come from Wilson. This kid is amazing. He's probably my best baseball player ever trained. Just talent wise. He is, he's actually the top five center outfielder in the Northeast. But um, he is, a fun, like, if you take a, like, athletes are athletes. Like, that guy is the top point guard, is the top center fielder. He's the top cornerback. He's the, He can do all those things. That's what Miller can do. Like, a lot of these kids, are, some of these kids are just baseball players. Some of these kids are just football players. Some of them are just basketball players. This kid is an athlete. He can do it all. He has that mentality. He, he has, like, a football mentality, like, I'm running through you. I'm, I'm, I'm taking your head off with this baseball. Like that's how he is. He has that. That's another thing these people don't have. He has killer instinct, and to go with it, he's super explosive, and he works hard. That's so when you get work, work at it, and you're talented, and that killer instinct is a recipe disaster. He so he'll he'll probably make it. He plays St. John's now, <clears throat> but um, <clears throat> he, he, he and he's always constantly working. He picked his swing. He had eight home runs this summer. Hmm. They get, then he went to full scholarship, and now he's in the, you know, one of the top prospects. So Brandon Miller, look out for that name. <laughs> he's gonna coming out. It's coming out. Uh, this kid Sean Peckleson. He's he's coming from. He drives an hour to see me. He is. Um, he's a defensive end and tight end. I, I, I took him from a five one to four six forty, but the kid is. He's talented, man. He's a beast. He's coming out of here. Uh, I can see him going to the pros one day. The kid works hard. He's super talented. 
scary to someone 240 to run that fast. 4-6. That's like, you go to the 100 meter dash around here. He's, he's, he's winning it or doing taking second. And he was the 240. <laughs> you know, a football player. Never ran track in his life, but the speed is tremendous. And then <clears throat> I, had a, I had a good softball play. I had, a, I had the best softball. Softball is my best sport. Those girls worked the hardest. They're my strongest, hardest working girls. But I had a girl, in, um, I got a girl from um, Caddy. was amazing. She didn't have any grades, though. Uh-huh. She couldn't win anywhere. Serena Smith, she was more morning call player of the year. Ten home runs, batted 590, was 600 the whole year. She, she is, I call her like, you're like the female man from near She can hit that high. Lowing outside, inside, and she could hit anywhere. She, she could, you can get her out. She had like one strikeout her whole career. <laughs> I wish she had grades because Penn State wanted her and all that stuff. Um, but I got these two young kids. They're freaks. They're phenoms. And they, they like to work too. Remember these names. This is Dylan Dylan Simon. He's 14 years old. I took him from a 20-inch vertical to a 40-inch vertical in like a year. <laughs> And then his forty went from five three to four five four four in in like eight months. Wow! This kid is talented, man. Talented. What sport? Or he sports? plays football, but I'm, he's I had time. You got to run track. Yeah. He's ama- He can run track right now and and, and do well. But uh, he is. <laughs> once he started seeing the results, he's like, now he breaks up five days a week. I've never had a kid do that, in freshman year, and be motivated and do it. Because a lot of times the, the boys don't mature faster. They don't understand. Like my my program is complicated, but he, they don't understand it. They don't understand like the rest time and the reps and skips. But he's now starting to get that early. Like I've never seen someone get that early. So now he's more motivated. And he's gonna be if I have him all the way through. Well, here's what I hate. Once they once they, they play football, once they get to to the JVs, they go nope. You gotta train them at the school, and they, they ruin them. I had I had a lot of kids get ruined, man. I had to keep go from I had to keep go from get go down to four four forty. <clears throat> Went to the school. He ended up running 4-8. That was a D1 kid ruined. And another kid, currently right now, I won't say any names. He was super fast, scored 26 touchdowns. He is still the same speed as, as he was a freshman because of the high school training. So, so I'm, I'm trying to educate, educate these parents that I don't want this this I don't want this kid ruined. <laughs> like you have, a, you have a special kid. Do not let him get ruined. I've seen it before. And, and then another kid behind him is 13 years old, like this kid name is Marcus Wembley. I call him the baby Bo Jackson. <laughs> like, you would see the 30 for 30, 30 with Bo Jackson. He's dunking the stick, and he's throwing a, throwing a stone so far. Like, that's this kid. Like, he's 12 years old. He looks like he's a man-child. He's 135 pounds. He runs a 4.7, which is crazy. Like, he he, he races my track kids that are in high school, junior. He's, he's tied with him. He, he, this kid is... He brought up nine feet. I've never seen someone do that. At 13, 12 years old, he touches the rim already. It's, the kid is a beast, man. Like, so fast. If he just continues on, he'll, they say he's going to be like 6'2", 230. Wow. He will be, if he doesn't get ruined, he'll be He'll be one of the best, best kids coming out of this area. He is, he go. He could go anywhere. He could go to Alabama's. I can see him being that good. I've only seen that this happen once or twice, and it wasn't Saquon Barkley. It was Jahan Jahan Dotson. I trained from Nazareth. He could he was that good as a middle schooler, but he's at Penn State, mm-hmm. so I can see how good this kid can be. I told his dad I've never seen this someone this athletic this this young. He is a freak. So 
of a discover hole. It takes you got to get you have to everything has to be perfect. There's a lot of pitfalls. The high school coaches, the the training they do, you know, are you getting enough playing time? There's the political things. If everything goes through, he this kid could be big time. Do, do the do the coaches and schools do a good enough job at helping them get scholarships? I think it's a, they do a terrible job. That's one thing. It's, that's that's what that's why I, when the kids I have relationships with all those flags, in those schools, so I help them. They don't they don't do it terribly. They do they don't do anything for these kids. The kid Sean, his mom had to come in in my gym and film workout videos and put them on Twitter. That's how he, that's how he got a scholarship. Hmm. That, they don't I don't know they don't a lot of kids there's some that do very few but no one helps these kids get recruited it's all the parents it's that that's something I like to change I I do it myself I, help, I like John I called I called 50 I called 50 schools for for uh, Nick Sharga back then I called it was like day for, signing day was Wednesday this Friday before I was calling I called 30 schools for this kid Sean because he 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 didn't want to play down in Georgia. He wanted he wanted his scholarship, but his mom can't fly down there all the time. Yeah, he wanted to go closer, so I called a bunch of schools for him. But the, the high school coach wasn't doing that, you know. They're not sending out the tape. I'm sending this tape out, so I think that that makes it even harder. There's no help. These kids have to learn the, learn this recruiting process by themselves, and almost do it by themselves. That and all these sports. So it's I I try I try to step in because I've dealt with it so much. That's the hardest part, man. It's just, are they going to, uh, are they going to get recruited? Now, I think Easton's coach fired their coach because of that, because no one could get. They had all these good teams, and no one get recruited. So that that, that kind of was his demise. Yeah. But now they're starting to get recruited now. Like the the, the kid from Easton, running back, has got three D one offers. Najee Adams, Bowling Green, I think, and Buffalo. So it's starting to happen. It's starting to change. You got to help these kids out because I mean, I think that helps your program out. There's, right. a, there's a school in central Pennsylvania called Southern Columbia, and they're a powerhouse. And this little tiny little school like Wilson, they got they got ten Division One guys. They got five guys going to the Big Ten. But now people want to move there now <laughs> because they're, they're putting these these big time players out. So to build your program, so why wouldn't you want to do that? Right. And you with start social, putting, you're with social media right now. You yeah. Should, somebody should be just. They should have somebody up. just for that. They should. Yeah. That you got it. Like, I talked to a track coach named Tony Holler in Chicago. He's like a one of the top speed coaches, and uh, he went his track coach. But track is a boring thing, kind of, because you're at the meet and you're sitting there, and you know, there's all that things going along at one time. <laughs> but he makes it exciting. But he, he he takes pictures. He says he says I know it's boring, but I take pictures and make it look like it's the most exciting thing in the world because I want to build my program, <laughs> and I post the results and I make make articles and it, and it makes it exciting. Kids want to now a hundred kids. He got to he got to turn them away, and so he makes it exciting. And now kids want to move to his school and, and work with him because he made he, social media has made it better exactly. than it really yeah. is and now he speaks across the country because of social media and it just it's Twitter and stuff yep. it's just now he's, he's, a, he's a worldwide name he speaks in Ireland because <laughs> of social media he's just a high school track coach in Illinois that's amazing just because of social media because he knows how to remote it and he, has, he had one good kid and now he speaks all over the country because of social media so these kids, these people should build their program to build up an interest instead of you know doing old school way, going down the hallway and say, "Here, right. come." Yeah. <laughs> you know, but if you start putting on athletes and have a social media presence, you're gonna have a program that the kids will be loving. And he makes it fun too. A lot of these programs are fun. <laughs> people don't get. I see. What I did is I made I made my training fun. 
<laughs> like we, we, we work hard, but we gotta make it fun. If it's like a military, they're not gonna wanna do it. That's, that's the problem, these high school programs, these teams, it's like the military. Like they do too much. And it's not fun. So the kids sometimes, there's another pitfall. They might fall out of love with the sport because it's not fun. They're running unnecessarily about. They're throwing too much for baseball players. They're softball. They're football players. They're lifting too much. And it's, if you skip one, it's like you, the world's over. So it's like, it's something that might spook people away because it's not fun. I had four, three or four football players quit from a football team because they love the game. It's not fun no more. That's because the, the coaches, they make it not fun. They, they, the most important thing is make the, the thing fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's the key. They, these kids aren't in the NFL, man. Even there, you got to make it fun. Like, crazy in the Falcons, they make it competitive and fun. It is a, it's a job. You make it like a job, you make it like a job it's, it, <laughs> you're going to lose interest. <laughs> what's, uh, what's, what's your goal? Like, what's the goal, the long-term goal? Uh, shoot. I like to have well. I like to have a bigger gym, but I like to have. I like to do like what Tony does. Tony, I like to go around across the country and speak. That's what I'm starting to do these podcasts <clears throat> and educate people and just be global. I have a global, global, global preference. You know, this it's starting to happen, but I have, that's my goal. Like I want people in Utah or something or you know Mexico that know me cool. and and listen and and just and then you know be like like he's doing the right things and this is how it should be done. And then that's my goal. Like it, I want to like influence the the planet, <laughs> not just the United States or Pennsylvania. The planet, soccer players in, in Europe. I want to be man. He's doing the right things, you know. Because there's certain things, there's certain issues I want to fix. Because mm-hmm. it just there's a lot there's, there's a lot of these pitfalls that kids cannot make it to their dreams because of these. They may be like coaches or overbearing parents or the training. It's just. They have, to, they have to be in the right environment. So I want the, everybody to have to learn what to do to get to the top and, and make make things fun. That's all you got to do. Cool. You know, be an influencer. You know. What's, uh, so really my last question is, <laughs> you wake up, what's the perfect day for you? Oh, man. I get up. <laughs> if I get up, I have, and I, I know like certain kids are coming in and they're motivated, I'm excited. I'm like, I'm, I'm speeding down 78 going 90 miles an hour. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's, I, I, it, it, like like Westside Barbell um, is like the greatest gyms in, in the world. But what Louie does, I try to recreate it. I think everything he does is great. But what he does, he don't like so he goes to Bob Evans every morning with, with, with his lifters, and they talk training, and he plans a workout right there. So his workout, and the people aren't in breakfast with him. They don't know what they're doing until he gets to the gym. So when I'm just, I don't go to Bob Evans. I wish I had. I used to go to one down here when he closed down. But I am actually, uh, I, see, I'm getting up, I'm thinking about what, who's coming in, what I have to do with them. I'm like, it's like Tupac and Biggie, they never, they never wrote down any lyrics. They, they just right. freestyle. Yeah. So I can, like, I can, I, I'm thinking about what I need to do with them. And I, that makes my gym unique, too. The parents are sitting there watching me, and there's nothing written down. It's in my computer. It actually is written down. But I have a template, and I, I'm changing everything. So it's almost I'm doing everything off the top of my head. I can just recall what they need to do next and what they, what where they at in the month. So I'm actually I'm actually brainstorming in the morning what each kid needs to do, what needs to what we did last week, what needs to work on, and I guess me excited. <laughs> and then you go to the you go up there to the gym and it works and you see it work week after week and it's like it's a good feeling. But that's 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 my morning. I'm, I'm thinking I'm brainstorming like okay, Craig Reynolds is coming in, NFL player. I got to do this with him. Kaya Slaw, she she wants to break her school records in high jump, long jump, triple jump. 
I gotta do this. She, this is I need to do this for her. Like I'm just, you know, Nick Sharp. I had to do this with him. So I'm like, I, my my mind is constantly you know, moving. And at night, I kind of, I kind of like review it. Like this work, this we need to do the next week. I'm just I'm just constantly going, you know. So, so that that's not, what I need to do is I need to actually put these on video so I can see it. You know, I think I, I want to do what I want to do. I have a, I have a reality show, my gym. Yeah. Because I think it's the stuff that happens behind the scenes is the stuff the funny stuff that happens and just the actual training it is it, it'd be like a reality show they actually did that with the guy named um bar barbara's methods in michigan i think but that's yeah, my job have to have a reality show it's for uh, parents uh and, and parents and, and too. kids out here how do we find you um you can find me um i'm i'm big on social media i, I you can go to my facebook bird sports performance um pretty simple <laughs> My uh, Twitter is Birds Sports SF. <laughs> my Instagram is Birds Sports Performance. And my Twitter is Brandon Bird01. That, every day I'm putting stuff up every time. Because <laughs> that's my main, my main revenue, avenue of advertising. And I'm starting my podcast soon. i got to figure it out. <laughs> I just got to load it up. I actually filmed a couple episodes. I've recorded a couple episodes, uh, four episodes. So i got to get figured out, too. And you can, you can call me, 610-297-2431. Email me, text me. I, I'm 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 that type of guy. I'm, I'm high high strung. I mean, you can call me in the middle of the night if you want to. I'll answer pretty quickly. You know, it's it's legit. I mean, I sat. I, I don't like to sit and yeah. watch my yeah. kids, but I sat in there once or twice for a I couple had a, minutes and left. And uh, yeah, I had a parent. He's from Peabird, uh, Milkovitz, Rampop. He has like a good drive out there. He said, "Man, I'm, what am I gonna do for two hours? Man, this is boring." Man, he's an entertain. He's like, man, this is entertaining. Watching these kids jump seventy inches. I got gorilla squat three hundred pounds. Freshman running four or five dashes, and he's like, it's like the Olympics. <laughs> so it is entertaining. Like that's why my, my, I tell people my story is like a TV show. You got to tune in, tune in every day. But it's and, fun, hey, man. I, yeah. It's very fun, man. I appreciate you coming in. Oh, I love Definitely. it. Definitely. If, if, if you're looking for a trainer for sports <laughs> and you and you have some aspirations and I, college. I, I, I don't know if everybody I mean people say they care but I truly live and die and care for these kids I'll shoot they are my life man and uh, I want to see them make, get their dreams I truly care about them I, like I had a girl break her arm uh, running track I was at the track like that I was in the top of stands I was down there like that on the track ambulance took her away I was in the hospital to, for like to like three in the morning you know, because I, I care about I, I care about these kids. They're like my own kids. So awesome. You know, you're not gonna get that anywhere. Yeah. So thank, thank you. you for having me, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> Definitely. Cool. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening to my podcast. If you're looking for social media content for your contracting business, painting contractors, carpenters, electricians, any type of contractor, please check us out on Instagram at Amato Media or check us out on LinkedIn. 
we can definitely help you all out. So have a great day.